I'm Derek Joyce and I'm here with Paul Omorda and this is I'm Not The Expert But. This is a podcast where we'll discuss everything from the most complex ideas that we know nothing about to the simplest ideas that we probably know nothing about either. So put the kettle on, get comfy and join us. So we're back. This is part two of the Celts. And if you haven't listened to part one yet, pause this, go back, have a listen, and rejoin us here for part two. So, where we're going to start today is pretty much the Roman campaign across Europe, across yeah. Celtic Europe. Okay. I want to start with Rome being sacked. How many times Rome was defeated? Okay. So how many times was Rome defeated? Three, maybe? Six. Six? Six. Well, and one well. of them is just fucking poetry, poetic justice, if you're not a fan of Romans campaigning and smashing cultures oh, well, across Europe. Was that the one where the Romans... Shut up. Right, go on. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Not shut up, I didn't mean that. Yeah, no, no. Okay. I'll go, yeah. I'm not going to go in chronological order because I want to finish with the earliest. Okay. Okay. Right. So, in 410 AD, the Visigoths sacked Rome. Yeah. Right, they attacked and sacked Rome. Um, They're Germanic. Yeah. And Visigoth is where we get kind of modern-day Goths I from, isn't it? I yeah, can't that's... say categorically it is, but that yeah. would be my guess. Yeah. 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 The Vandals sacked Rome. They're also Germanic in 455 AD and, and that is the where we get the origin origin of vandalism yeah okay yeah because they were wreckers weren't they yeah they wrecked the place yeah the Ostrogoths no idea where they got that name they're the 476 AD they're the Austrian Goths as yeah. opposed to the German Goths maybe. well well they're also Germanic yeah. so it's that region so maybe they are in present day Austria or is it is it Ost always OST. OST. O-S-T-R-O. Yeah, Austrian. that's... Yeah. Ost is East in German, so they could have been from the East. Okay. Well, it's not Germany anyway, it's Germania. No, I know, but yeah, the, yeah, yeah. You know, languages yeah. evolve okay. and stuff, so it just okay. on the nose there, so they're probably from the East. In 1084 AD, the Normans got in on, and they were fucking Rome shit up as well. What, the Normans? The Normans. Who came and yeah. wrecked their shit in their place as well? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And they had their whole spree across Europe, mm. much the way Rome are about to. And I want to go back to the earliest one. Okay. So the Gauls yeah. the were Celtic. the first yeah. to fuck Rome shit up right. in 387 BC. 387 BC. BC. Okay. So it's okay. way before. What's that? That's before. That's. Nearly 800 years before the Visigoths. Okay. Visigoths were 410 and the Gauls were 387. So it's yeah. in and around that. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, okay. Now. Actually, hang on, can I just stop you there? Yeah. Were the Visigoths 410 BC? AD. AD, I yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know. Yeah, I know. The numbers get weird around BC, yeah, AD. Because yeah, BC, yeah. the bigger the number, the earlier it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, no, they were AD. Right, going back to that. Okay. The Gauls, 387 BC, war chief Brennus butchered the Romans who had yet to perfect their fighting style that they were famous for. 
Right, okay, so this is early Romans. This yeah, is early so we're Roman. talking, yeah, we're yeah. BC. Yeah. On the banks of the river Alia. It's A-L-L-I-A. And where's that? In like modern times, what would, where would that be, do we know? I have no idea. It sounds Italian. Alia yeah. sounds Italian. Um, I want to go back because I forgot one of the most important sackings of Rome. Yeah. The Holy Roman Empire sacked Rome in 1527. Now, right. I read open it tw- 1527 AD. Right. So I read up on it and the Romans hadn't been paid. The army, the centurions, hadn't been paid in a while. Right. And they were told, you complete this campaign and you can go back to Rome and you can take what you want out of the coffers. Right. And so they completed the campaign, apparently went back to Rome and just fucked the place up. There was raping and there was pillaging and there was all this kind of shit. Okay? Yeah. So that's hugely important. So as we've said in the previous podcast, each clan had a war king. They were all the Celtic tribe, but each individual clan Clan had had its war king. king. Yeah. Yeah. But they basically spoke the same language. Okay? So it would have been, I guess it would have been the way Irish is very different in the north, up Donegal region, to down in the south, down in Cork, Kerry regions. Yeah, different dialects. Yeah, sometimes it's so different that they find it hard to understand each other. I I assume it was that way. Yeah. Okay? Just on that as well, that's why a lot of, you know, and kids have struggled to learn Irish in school. I know certainly for us, because you know, like you, you could have a Donegal teacher for two years, and then all of a sudden you get a Kerry teacher, and they're telling you everything you know is wrong, yeah. and, and you have to relearn, and it's it's just a mess. I was out with one of my friends on the weekend. I was out with a lot of my friends on the weekend, but I was talking to one of them, and we were talking about the Irish language, right. and I don't even know why we were, but <laughs> but he doesn't speak Irish. And I don't speak Irish. I have a time. And we were both talking about our our disgust at ourselves. Yeah. About Ah, not being able to speak our native language. Yeah. And I said to him, you know why we we don't speak Irish, don't you? And he went, yeah. There was no love engendered in us when we were doing it. It was learned this. It was browbeaten, browbeaten, browbeaten. Yeah. And it was just a wrong. And that's not... I'm not having to go my Irish teachers because no, no, Jesus, no. they try hard. It was just the way it was. It was the, the way, way the curriculum was done. The curriculum was done. Yeah. It was the way it was handed down from the Department of Education. Yeah, and absolutely. Totally agree with you. Like, it was much later in life I started to really find a real graph for the language. Yeah. I really did. And I tried. Now, they had um, Irish language classes for parents in. Ladieswell School, and I know they have them here in the community centre as well, Del. A little plug to anyone in Dublin 15 listening, there is actually Irish language classes here in Cardiff Resource Centre, hey, if you're yeah. interested in learning a bit. Sure, they'll pay you handsomely for saying that. <laughs> but yeah, now I've done a couple, and was actually surprised at how much Irish I did have that I had just forgotten. Because I didn't learn an awful lot new from doing the classes, but I refreshed a lot. Of Irish. So I have a little bit of Irish now. A little bit. I, I've got a little bit. I've got words here and there, but yeah, I don't have conversational Irish. Yeah, yeah. I think that's where the shame comes. Yeah. I don't have conversational Irish. I don't have any level of listening capacity. Yeah. 
because I've listened to students doing their aerial exams and oh, yeah. it's been like, what the fuck? Yeah. And just not understanding. Yeah. So, yeah. There's... I'll give you a funny one actually before we move on. I was in the local shop there a couple of years ago and I got into the habit of saying Gurumila Mahagad. Yeah. I would find one non-Irish listening is thank you in Irish. It's just using a bit of the language every day and trying to use it, you know, the little bits I have. But anyway, the guy behind the counter, Arsenal, he's from Pakistan. Lovely fella. So I says, um, I says, Gurumila Mahagad. So straight away he answers, Tafalter wrote. I was like, what? Anyone else listening as well? Obviously, Tafalter wrote is you're very welcome. So I was like, what the hell? How do you know that? Like, turns out he's living with two Irish teachers, sharing a house. Oh, wow. And they're teaching on the language. He has more Irish than I have, which is absolutely mortifying. Yeah, like, it is. Yeah. You know, but he's he, he, like, he's conversant in Irish, which is brilliant. Like, I love it. Well, when I was living in Germany, I went out on a date with this German girl and we went back to her place. And she was a fluent Irish speaker. No way. And we went in and she... How does that come about? She just learned Irish. She spoke Just loved the language. Like. She learned wow. English on one of the military bases. Right, okay. And then she was working in an Irish bar and she was listening to pigeon Irish. Yeah, you yeah. You know, all that kind of bollocks that you hear. Gumleshka yeah. and all that. Yeah, yeah. And she was like, what the fuck is this? And she was told it's Irish and she was like, you Irish have your own language. <laughs> yeah. And she wasn't being condescending. No, no. She was saying, you Irish have your own language and you don't speak it. Mm. And she went, give me some of this. Yeah. And she went, she learned over a couple of years and dead, she was fluent. Dead. I was fucking mortified more than you will ever be. <laughs> I can imagine, yeah. <laughs> it's fucking but, disgraceful. Um, uh, what you call it, you can get apps and stuff, uh, you know, things like Duolingo and stuff yeah. that are great. But again, like, I was on it for a good while. I was on it for, you know, a couple of months, and they give you a certain amount every day for you to learn. But again, it was just rehashing what I already knew. I never... And it's words, words, words. It's, yeah. You never get to the kind of, you know, conversational... And I think the only way to learn conversational Irish is to be immersed in it. And to, to get fucked off down the... Down the gale talk, talk yeah. 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 Yeah, absolutely. Like yeah. That. It is, yeah. So, and it's consistency. It. If you're learning a language on an app, it's consistency. Yeah. And I don't have the time to just throw consistency yeah. at you. Yeah. So uh, maybe I'll become a fluent Irish speaker when I retire. Yeah, there you go. Or when I die. Now, th- that took us way off. <laughs> yeah, it did. Okay. But it was a So back to the Roman Empire. After the Roman Empire had developed its fighting style that it's famous for, yeah, Roman armies fought and destroyed most of the Celtic tribes as they rampaged their way across Europe, expanding the Caesar of the days empire. Right. So they didn't do it under one Caesar. It was whichever Caesar came into power, was elected, whatever their process was, yeah. he would expand the empire. And he might go west or he might go east or he might go north or he might go all of those. Yeah. And they were all over the Med as well. Incidentally, and I looked this up, because I've always wondered why Caesar salad was called Caesar salad. Okay. Right, and I thought... I think I know this one. I wonder on. which Caesar it was named after. <laughs> it turns out it's not named after a Roman emperor at all. It's named after a restaurateur called Caesar Cardini, and it was first made in Tijuana in Mexico in the 1920s. Yeah. 
Fucking yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. So I there's a new bit of somewhere. useless information that I'll win yeah. you a million dollars and who wants me a millionaire? Yeah, there you go. So Cesar Ramona. No. Fucking, I just told you, man. Yeah, was it not Cesar Ramona? Cesar Cardini. Cardini! Where did you get Ramona from? Cesar Cardini. Yeah. Sorry, Mexico. Enough Cardini Cesar. Which I don't know what that is. Oh, he, he wasn't a Roman emperor. No. Yeah, he was Cesar Cardini, not Cardini Caesar. Well, it as wasn't. Julius it was, it Caesar. wasn't. Well, Julius, yeah, but there was Caesar Augustus as well, isn't there? Oh, yeah, true. So, you know, yeah. it was. Yeah. What do you want, a first name or a last name? <laughs> yeah, but it uh, um, wasn't Caesar a title, though. It wasn't a name. It was a title, yeah, wasn't yeah, it, it was. It, it just basically meant yeah, yeah. Emperor of Rome. Just what sound about. So in the first century AD, the Romans launched a campaign against the Celts. First century AD? AD. Okay, so we're right up to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Almost modern And <laughs> we'll get to it later, but in 60 AD... They were waging war in Britain. So Romans had already got yes. to by that stage. So okay. it was, yeah, it's so like... So in 40 years, they had essentially... 40 weekend. or 50 years, 60 years. Yeah. If they'd started on day one of the 1 AD, then yeah. it was about 60 years, they wiped out everybody in Europe. Jeez. That opposed them. Yeah. Okay, cool. The Galatians in Spain successfully repelled repeated attacks by the Romans time and time and time again. They stood up to them. And I was reading up, you know, you know, Gladiator, where they have their, what was it, 30 days or 90 days of Colosseum? Yeah, in in the Colosseum. Yeah, Yeah, or something like that. But there's one guy, one opulent, spoiled, privileged brat, standing up saying, talking about antiquity and the days of antiquity and the the battle against the Carthaginians and in Carthage and all this kind of shit. That was all North Africa. Yeah. And it was the Galatians allied themselves to the Carthaginians to fight Rome. And ironically, it was that alliance that saw their downfall, ultimate downfall of the Galatians. And I didn't read much into it because it was just pulling me off in a different direction. It's a theme we're going to see throughout Celtic Europe, though. When they tried to unite the tribes, it always had disastrous effects, didn't it? Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. It was, Carthage was what we would now see as Tunisia. Yeah. So it's up there on the... the, North Africa, Tunisia, Libya. Yeah. Yeah. The coast of Med, Mm. you know, that kind of place, yeah. The Gauls in what is now France, they made a last ditch effort to unite the clans against the Romans, but it was too little, too late. And it ended up in a siege, didn't it? Yeah. They had had a kind of great success against the Romans in hit and run kind of guerrilla tactics. Yes, yeah, yeah. And then eventually they kind of retreated back to, I can't remember where it was. Yeah. And what you're thinking of is Elysia. Elysia. Yeah. Sorry, yes. Now, this guy, Vercingetorix, That's, of the yeah. Averni tribe, Yes. he was placed in charge of the now loosely unified tribes to fight against the yeah, Romans. Yeah. Now, loosely unified means that there was probably still infighting. Yeah. You're yeah. not the fucking boss of me. You can't tell me with the, you know, all this yeah, kind of shit, yeah, all yeah. this political kind of shit. Yeah. So... 
They united against the Romans and as you said, it was in guerrilla tactics, yeah. hit and run tactics, which were really successful yeah. or relatively successful. Yeah. And Vercingetorix made the catastrophic error of bringing them all back to Alicia, yeah. what I was just talking about. And it was there that Julius Caesar, it was yeah. at the time, yeah. flanked them. Yeah. They were encircled and... Yeah. He not only had them encircled and he there was the battle going into them, yeah. there were moats behind them, yeah, behind yeah. the Romans. And there was a perimeter, be. if you will, behind yeah. the Romans to stop any rescue and he coming and get them. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So he had... Clever tactics. Yeah, it was actually, it was really clever. But he ended up, he, he wiped them all out. Yeah. He wiped out Vercingetorix. And, yeah. and Vercingetorix wasn't his name. Okay. And let me spell it for you. V-E-R-S-I-N-G-E-T-T-O-R-I-X. Vercingetorix. Yeah. And it's it, not his name. It's not his name. Okay. And I couldn't find out what his name was. But Vercingetorix just means something like victory of a hundred battles or something oh, like that. Okay, it was it right. was known as Vercingetorix. Right. And so history that was knows him as that. Right. But it wasn't... I christen you person yeah. Gedrix. No, Nobody thought up that name. There were no Elon Musk's there thinking yeah. of those weird names. Right, time. so he just yeah, yeah, yeah he was yeah. dubbed that because he, he had won so many yeah, it was, with the it Romans, was, yeah. And maybe it was like Caesar, maybe it was just the title. Yeah. But that's, of that's many battles, yeah, yeah. interesting. Interestingly, again, here's another point. The Parisi, another Celtic clan, right. and they were involved in all of this. Gave Paris its name. Okay. So I guess that was their region. Yeah. But that's where Paris gets the name from, apparently. So Paris is essentially a, a Celtic city, or you know, would have been a Celtic town. All of Europe is. Yeah. You know? Until the Romans came along, until the Normans came along, and everybody put their influence yeah, at I, one stage or another. Yeah, at, absolutely. I mean, I was in Malta like many, many years ago. And uh, the influence, like, Malta is the gateway to the Mediterranean, so it's kind of tactically and strategically important, you know. So over, like, over the millennia, every great empire has sought to control Malta and has kept, you know, has left its mark on the island. So you yeah. have everything from the Moors to the Romans, right up to the Nazis during World War yeah, II. Yeah. And there's, like each of those diverse kind of civilizations, the Christians during the Crusade as well, yeah. and like they have left some beautiful architecture. Like Malta is an incredibly beautiful country. If you ever get a chance to go and see it, fabulous. But uh, there's an interesting fact about about Malta now. It's it's a devoutly Catholic country now. There are 365 churches on Malta. Now Malta is 15 miles long by nine miles wide. If I'm right. And there's 365 churches in that little area. One for every day of the year. No way. Yeah. Yeah. 365 churches for a tiny little island, yeah. I don't That's think I could be arsed doing that. I know, yeah. No, it was funny, actually, when we were there, it was the week after Bertie Ahern had been there and the week before the Pope was coming. So they were scrubbing everything, like, everywhere yeah, you went. They were, they were polishing, even clean, cleaning up you know, their... Polishing gold, um altars and you know in the cathedrals yeah, and stuff yeah. that was mad like they were all so excited about the pope coming you know but uh yeah so there you go yeah, okay so we've we've gone through the fact like rome 
eventually got the Galatians. Yeah. They eventually got the Gauls, which means they would have gotten Germania before that. Yeah. The barbarians, like, they were all washed, right? And Rome was making its way across Europe. The Romans landed in southern England. Okay? What we know today is southern England. What we know today is southern England. Right. Oh. Boudicca. Do you know the name Boudicca? I've heard of the Bodicea. name Boudicca. Yeah. Boudicca yeah. would have been how I pronounced Boudicca. it. Boudicca, okay. I've Let heard of our... Don't know much about it. I've... I looked at it and I couldn't believe I'd gotten it so wrong pronouncing it when I was a kid. I was like, yeah. what the fuck? And why didn't anybody correct me? <laughs> but I looked it up and Boudicca, B-O-U. D-I-C-I-R. Yeah. Yeah, that's how I would have. C-E-R. Oh, okay. Or Boudicca, B-O-A, are both correct. Oh, okay. And that's Latin. I've never seen it spelled B-O-A, that's mad. Okay. I've never seen the same BOA either, but BOA or BOU, Dicea, okay. right. was, was correct. But Boudicca, I guess, is. Is the anglicized version anglicized, of the Latin? The oh, okay. Saxon version, yeah. maybe? Yeah, okay. But so it was from this point on, it'll be Boudicca. Because okay. it's rather than jump between names yeah. and confuse no, absolutely. people, and more importantly, confuse myself. Yeah. Let's call her Boudicca. Okay. okay. Boudicca was an 18-year-old woman when she married Prasutagus, P-R-A-S-U-T-A-G-A-S, Prasutagus. Right. And was he, he, Roman? That a Roman he was king know. of the Iceni tribe, which were a so Celtic, Celtic clan, yeah, okay. Eastern Anglia. Okay? Right, yeah. Now, they had an agreement with the Romans when they came in, and it was basically... You leave us alone, the fuck we'll alone, alone, and we're going to leave you alone. And that was grand. Nobody messed with anybody else. Right, yeah. And it was fine. Pretty when, much like when the Vikings came to East Anglia as well, and they made the uh, similar pact with, was it Alfred the Great? Oh, I don't know. But eventually they betrayed each other. Well, that's what happened here. Yeah, okay. if, if you want to call it a betrayal, you can. But when Presutagus, when he died... The agreement that he had with the Romans coming into Britain died with him. Right. Okay. And apparently the Romans beat and raped their way through the Iceni tribe. Okay. And apparently Boudicca and her daughters were raped as well. Okay. Okay. And that was, that was kind of it for her. Now, in 60 AD, 60, 61 AD, I'm not sure which one it is, and I don't think any historians are. I don't think it matters. You know, she led a revolt against the Roman armies. Okay, so that's why she's famous. I knew she was famous for something. I didn't really know what it was. And I'm actually very grateful to her as well, and I'll get onto that in a little while. Okay. She led a revolt against the Romans, and there's an estimated 70,000 Romans were killed in that battle in that revolt right she sacked three towns three roman towns in england now when you say she sacked i'm assuming she had an army of course she did it wasn't yeah, yeah. her going in with an yeah, 60 that's, machine that's gun yeah okay <laughs> Cause, cause so she sacked went from her and her daughters and then it's like you know she i don't know whether her or her daughters just got together and went on a rampage or jesus whatever. christ man okay <laughs> So when I say she sacked, I'm talking about yeah. her fucking army. Okay? Right, so she led, yeah, so she okay. became a leader. Yeah. Okay, right. She well, led well, a revolt and sacked three 
Roman towns in England. Right. One of them was London. Okay. Sacked Londinius. the shit out of the place, Londinius or whatever yeah. it was called. Yeah. Sacked the shit out of the place. So much so that the Romans considered pulling their tribes out of England. Wow. Like she was she was annihilating them everywhere she went and she was counter attacking right. and all this kind of shit and wrecking up their stuff. And what was it, tactics or was it just pure savagery that she was just... It was a mix. Yeah. I'd say it was a mixture of both. Yeah. You know, because I know like, you know, the Romans would have destroyed the Celts as barbaric and, yeah, yeah. and we've already talked about, you know, taking heads and sacrifices to... Yeah, well, we're, yeah, we're already... Stuff, so. We've already discussed yeah. what their meaning of barbaric was. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's, you know... There was, was a lot more to it. But it was, you know, there was a lot more to it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it wasn't just marauding lunatics. It was well thought out barbarism, you know, well planned barbarism, you might say. It's around the end of these battles that Boudicca died. Right. It was, and it was, it was Romans pushing up into England as the battle raged. And right. The Celtic Iceni collective tribes pushing back uh, with Boudicca at the head. And it's about this time that she died and they're they're not sure if she was injured and died from her injuries or was killed in battle. And I did find documents where it was written that she and her daughters took poison rather than be captured by the Romans. Okay, right. And I'd imagine if if there's an element of truth to that, Taking poison was because of the memory of, of being raped, having been raped, yeah. or, and and I'm known that there was that something again. much worse coming. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So apparently that's the way it went, and she died. Either way, whether it was by her own hand or by someone else's, she died. And with her, the rebellion died. Right. And the Romans could counterattack again for yeah. the millionth time or whatever it was and then they conquered and pushed Britain, away up into England yeah, yeah yeah so the Roman army moved further towards further north and towards Scotland right now this is going on 70 years I'm jumping okay. because this just occurred to me I didn't find much evidence on what they accomplished in Scotland and I imagine because of the geography of Scotland it mm. wouldn't have been as, as easy as it was in the yeah. rest because you've got the highlands and you've got all the clans coming yeah. in. Oh, yeah, but shit. this is, and again, yeah. that whole kind of guerrilla hit and run thing as well. Exactly. I mean, yeah. But in 122 AD, so we're 70 years on yeah. from, from Boudicca's rebellion, right. Hadrian's Wall was built, and I'm quoting here, to protect Romans marauding Marauder. barbarians. Right, To protect yeah. Romans. From the Highlanders. Yeah. Essentially. So it's suggesting that the conquest of Scotland wasn't so straightforward. No, no. They, they basically put it on hold and built a wall to keep the mad Scots yeah, out, just, basically. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> basically it. it. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Ireland was never invaded. Yeah, why is that then? That's like... I know it's a great sense of pride for us that we were never conquered by Rome, but I mean, surely had Rome wanted to conquer Ireland, Rome could have conquered Ireland. When I said a few minutes ago that I am very grateful to Boudicca and yeah. her rebellion, it was about 60 AD that a Roman governor in England, and I think they were viewing the Antrim coast. Right. So, you know, they were that high up in yeah. England viewing the Antrim coast. So they're able to see it, yeah. And he was saying something to the effect of, give me one legion and, and its auxiliaries. And I'll take that island. 
and I could conquer that island. Yeah. And it's about 60, 61 AD that right. Boudicca's rebellion started. So it's kind of right. over your shoulder. You're going, what the fuck is that over there? They were kind of distracted. And they were, by... they were distracted from it. Yeah. Right, okay. And never came to it. So, just, yeah. just never came back to it. If that's the truth, then I'm very grateful. Fair play to Boudicca. Yeah, well done. So, yeah, yeah. fortunately, Boudicca launched her attack as they were looking at Ireland going, really? we fucking have some of that, man. Yeah. And they were just distracted and never went back to it. Cool. Now, we did trade with Rome in England. Like, there was trade. There's evidence of trade in Ireland with Rome. With Grains, yeah. cattle, possibly slaves. Right, yeah. Wine, of course. <laughs> well, us being Celtic, we liked our wine. That's it, yeah. <laughs> Had to get it from somewhere. But it was still, I don't want to say barbarian island. Ireland was. No, fairly primitive. It was, okay, Rome's failure to capture Ireland meant that they didn't have control of the seas between Ireland and Britain. So they didn't have control of the Irish Sea. And that was a breeding place for pirates and piracy. So pirates would raid England, Wales, that kind of area. Yeah. And that's all under Roman control. Right. Okay. So this, this is way before the Vikings, isn't it? Way, way before the Vikings. Vikings came to Dublin in, in 988. So ah, yeah. So we're, way, we're yeah. 900 years before yeah, that. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, I just had this kind of thing in my head of the Romans trying to get here and the Vikings slaughtering them at sea in their, in their longboats. Yeah, no, I'm, yeah, I'm way, no, way no. Way. The Irish Sea was a playground for pirates. Yeah. Of the like. And I don't even know if she was alive at this stage. I like was just going to say Grace O'Malley. Grace O'Malley. Who we will come back to. Yes. Who I want to do a, a lovely in-depth dive yeah. into her history. because And I just, know you've been doing your research it's for that. Brilliant. So that's yeah, coming it's brilliant. It's astonishing. Yeah. So there's a little teaser for you guys. Now we don't know when that's going to come, but it, it'll be soon enough. Might be sooner than you think, but I don't know. We'll see. People of the likes of her, I'm not even sure if it was her. And if I go into my research and find out it was... So much better. Yeah. But there were pirates raiding England right, and yeah. Wales. So the Celts were a seafaring society as well. as Well, they, well they must have been if, yeah. they, if they got if they to got across, England and if yeah, they got across yeah. Ireland. Yeah. Yeah. So they'd fight anywhere, the Celts. Fought anywhere, drank anywhere, <laughs> lived anywhere. Yeah, as I said, undoubtedly Britain traded with Ireland. And there may have even been a beachhead in Ulster. Yeah, so yeah, there's historical that, yeah. evidence that they're always that there always beach- may yeah. come as far as there. But then what happened? I wonder. They probably only brought that fucking legion and its auxiliaries and yeah, got the and they got slaughtered. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there was never a conquest of Ireland. Now I saw an article citing it's not a graveyard, but it's it's a crematorium. Okay. Not a crematorium where bring your dead and we'll burn them here. Yeah, but just where they born. In, in Kilkenny, there's some kind of cemetery. I've never seen it. I've only read an article on it, so I didn't see any images. Okay. And it's Roman. Okay. So I don't know if we were never conquered and there's very little evidence to point out the fact that we were. Yeah. Then but they it's an anomaly. Yeah. They it, visited us as tourists. Well, they visited, they lived. We traded. Mm. So, you know, there was yeah. kind of, there was an 
inverted commas amicable relationship yeah. to be had. And was yeah. there just a you know was it just a case of we weren't war to conquering or was it more they were fucking afraid of us? Well, it kind of stands to reason, right? It, and this is pure speculation on my part. If there was a beachhead in in Ulster. And as you said, your man was reckoning he could take us with a legion. Is it a thing that they did come to, you know, old start, they were absolutely annihilated and went, no. No, I don't know. I saw no proof that that's what it was. I read no proof. They had sacrificed one legion thinking they could take the island. It wasn't, you know, that important or whatever to take the island. And they weren't going to sacrifice anyone else to it, you know, when they realised that they couldn't take it with a legion. That's, that's, I don't know. To me, know. that makes sense. It, it's, it's a nice thought, but I don't know. Mm. And the fact that they'd already marauded their way across Europe and wiped out the Celts, yeah. they weren't going to stop at a little stretch of water. Well, and, that's what I'm saying. Land. Like, yeah, so what was the... So, I don't know. Maybe yeah, the, the whole building thing. Assume, yeah. Had had like something I to do with it. I always assumed that it was a kind of a strategic decision. There was nothing of no value. Been. But as you said, they couldn't get control of the Irish Sea. So then there obviously was a strategic, you know, a goal for them yeah, to well, take in Ireland. They obviously they couldn't get control of Scotland either because mm. seventy years later they were going to build Hadrian's Wall. Well, yeah, the, so yeah, so. So, yeah, no, I mean, there were so probably... the long and short of it is the Celts gave as good as they got. Well, I'm sure they, they did they all the way across... Even though they were eventually defeated across Europe. Yeah, I'm sure they did all across Europe. But they didn't have 100% control in Scotland. Mm. I'm sure Wales put up a fight because there's hills and valleys there that aren't just little declines and little yeah. inclines that you can conquer with ease. So I'm yeah. sure there was a fight there. Mm. I'm sure there were still pockets of fighting in England. Yeah. And then to come across and land a beachhead, if they landed a beachhead yeah, in they were, Ulster, they're, yes, yeah. they're separated from their they line of supplies. They would have been used on a lot of resources to hold England. And how quickly could they get resources to Ulster? to yeah. keep resourcing the campaign. Yeah. So maybe it's just... It just wasn't it's, worth it's doing. Worth it. Yeah. yeah, it just wasn't Maybe they looked at the weather and said, fuck this shit, lads. Yeah, it's pissing rain over there. Yeah. Like all there. But the Celts in Ireland had a rich, complex society and it can be viewed in the artefacts that we see in Ireland yeah. that being found and the jewellery yeah. and the amazing rock sculptures, the crosses, yeah. all that kind of shit. And I know that's... And again, for anyone listening as well, um, if you haven't been to the National Museum on Kildare Street, do yourself a favour. Some of the stuff in there is incredible. And it, it, it's not just Celtic, there's Viking stuff there, there's all sorts of stuff, but the Celtic artefacts, yeah. you know, the Arda Chalice, you know, yeah. things like that. It's, oh, it's fabulous. Go to Trinity, check out the book of Celts. Yeah, absolutely. But but like you'll be queuing and painting through the nose for it. Do you know what? Oh, I've never yeah. seen it though. Like, You've never seen it? Not in person, no. No, I never have. We did go in one day to go and sit. We had friends over from the States or whatever and we went. To, but the, the queue was like two I've miles I've seen long it and it. I didn't pay anything but and there was no it's queue. 22 euro now. The Fuck that. Yeah, yeah. 22 euro the last time I checked. I didn't pay. Yeah, there you go. I'm not saying I skipped in. No, no, they used to be free. Yeah, and no, if there's yeah. anybody in Trinity or from Trinity listening to this, haha, 
I didn't pay. <laughs> no, I oh, didn't. I do want to go and see the library in Trinity. And yeah. You know yeah, that's pretty incredible. It is incredible, but it, have you seen the, of course you have, the Star Wars prequels. Yes, I it, did. You know, when he goes into the Jedi archive. Yeah, can you, did you hear the disappointment in my uh, voice? No, yeah. but yeah, yeah, when yeah, he goes yeah. In, into the Jedi Archive, it's basically a CGI futuristic version of Trinity Library. The architecture is... All right, and in the, la- in the last podcast, we were talking about how much George Lucas has been yeah, influenced by, by Celtic yeah, heritage. Well, there you go, and he also told, yeah. yeah, now, come here, the library in Trinity is world famous. Not only for its wonderful architecture, it's an incredible looking library. Some of the you know rarest books in the world are in Trinity Library, so it's, like it's absolutely world famous. But yeah, that's that's where George got the. I wouldn't even say inspiration. He literally filmed you know Trinity Library and then CGI to make it look yeah kind of Star Wars. No, I didn't know. know he filmed it. Well, I don't know whether he actually filmed there or if it's kind of still shots or whatever. But they basically yeah. mapped it. Yeah, no, well, even, I don't know, I didn't know he'd gotten somebody into mapping. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, it is, absolutely. No, I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah, so it's not only inspired, it's literally. And while you're checking out all this Trinity College stuff and the Natural Museum and all that kind of shit, check out the burials, the lords and kings of Ireland, their tombs, they're really impressive. In Christchurch? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool, yeah. Yeah, they're excellent. And then talking about burials, takes me right back, Newground. Obviously, yep. it's another big one. So yeah, that's fabulous place to visit. Um, it's, it's actually been years now since I was there, and I've never been lucky enough to be there on the summer solstice when the sun shines down the passage tomb at sunrise. There's a lottery for that, and you'd be, you know, I think there's a twenty year waiting list or something. To get Someone in there, yeah. told me there was a twenty or twenty five. Yeah, twenty five year. Yeah, so it's mad. Or I don't think they even do a waiting list anymore. It used to be a case that, you know, you were on a waiting list and you'd wait 20 years or whatever, but now it's just a lottery. You just put your name down and they pick out. So you wait never oh, get Oh, so it. it's just a, a it's spin of the, now, the yeah. barrel and stick your hand in and yeah. pull out a name. That's it now, yes. Yeah. So it's, um, it doesn't matter how long you wait, you might, you might never get to see it. Or who you, who does the picking? I don't know, whoever runs the... Who uh, witnesses it? The LPW or whatever. I'm sure it's all about Barta. Yep, I'm sure it is too. There's the tar brooch. Everyone oh, knows the course, tar brooch. Yeah, it's beautiful. There's the brighter colour. B-R-O-I-G-H-T-E-R. Colour. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's a bit gold torque, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Fabulous. And there's the Gundestrup cauldron. The what now? Gundestrup. Spelled after me. G-U-N-D-E-S-T-R-U-P cauldron. Okay. And it's in Denmark. Oh, right, okay, sorry. Yeah, so this is Celts all oh, right, across. Yeah, that's I'm right. not I'm just... Going to say it's here in no, sorry, I'm yeah, not yeah. concentrating just in Ireland. There's loads of artwork across Europe. Oh, yeah. And, and as we said on the, um, on the fourth part, the Celtics loved their cauldrons. Yeah, they did. Yeah. But it's a, a gilded silver bowl. Okay, cool. And it was found in Gundestrup in Denmark, which was the Gundestrup cauldron. Yeah, of course, yeah. Just like the Arda Chalice. Yeah, so when we were saying cauldrons and we were saying it in the previous podcast, we must have just been talking about bowls. The Gundestrup cauldron is a bowl. Yeah, it doesn't fit in one hand, it's going to fit in two. It looks like a salad bowl. Yeah, but is it not a cooking, like, you know, cauldron, you know, things are cooked in them. They're essentially cast iron cooking pots. All I've seen of it, I've never seen it in the flesh, so Mm -hmm. to speak. Yeah, photos is photographs yeah. and there's never been it's quite small, a, a frame of reference that yeah. you can you can kind of 
well, there's a dollar bill. I know what you mean. So, you know, the size. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, I understand what you mean. Yeah, yeah. And also, it's interesting, like the Arda Chalice, which, as you know, the Sam Maguire trophy is a replica of the Arda Chalice. Yeah. But the Sam Maguire is bloody yeah, huge. Yeah, it's big. And then you go and see the Arda Chalice, and it's about the height of a Lucas Hay bottle. Like, it's yeah. even that. It's mad, like. But in the Gundestrup cauldron, mm-hmm. there's reliefs carved on it. Okay. So you know a relief. Yeah, yeah. It's it's stepping out from it. So they haven't carved into the it. image. No. They've carved, carved the image the negative out space. of it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The negative space. So it's much yeah. more intricate, yeah. and it's it seems to me that it would be much tougher mm. to carve a relief than to carve something else. Yeah, no. You know, the, to carve yeah. away oh, absolutely, yeah. The extraneous stuff. Yeah. And be left with what you want. Yeah. I can imagine how many times I'd fucked that up. <laughs> yeah, I'd, yeah. I oh, like a bit of painting, Dale. I'm not a, I'm not a sculptor in any way, shape, or form. I'm not even mad about painting. Are you not? No. Oh, I love painting. No. But um, I've messed around with clay, but... Nah, it's too messy. Not it's my too cup messy. of tea. It's not my cup of tea at all. So I want to go back to, just to wind up to how much influence there still is for our native languages, which I'm sure there's going to be a Celtic influence in our languages. Oh yeah, absolutely there is. Also as well, you have the Celtic revival at the turn of the last century in Ireland, which eventually led to the the Easter Rebellion and stuff. That was all very much a kind of Celtic revival in arts and theatre, Yeats would have been heavily involved, Lady Gregory and stuff. I think that's where, like, oh, it's modern Ireland, you know, kind of gets its love of the Celts. And a lot of it is BS. Do you know what I mean? A lot of it's myth and romanticised. And, you know, and that's why this podcast is so good for me, like, never mind for the listeners, but I've learned so much about the actual Celts and the real Celts just from doing this compared to the kind of romantic warrior king, you know. Yeah, yeah, legend. <laughs> legend stuff that yeah. I... I would have been rare on, and don't get me wrong, I love that stuff. I have a passion for that stuff. I really do. But it's great to hear the kind of, you know, the real, and not always kind of, you know, nice history of the Celts. It's, it's learned that it's been Yeah, I've learned yeah. facts. I've learned facts that I can see where the myths and legends came from. Yeah. And yeah. that kind of bases it in reality. Yeah. And it's not just a story about fairies and devils and fucking yeah. gods and war chiefs and all that kind of shit. Yeah. There actually is a level of realism to it. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Absolutely, that works for yeah. me. But our Irish language, in the census 2022, 625,000 people ticked the box that said, do you speak fluent Irish? Oh, wow. 625,000 people. Wow, that's, yeah. that's a lot. There's definitely more worldwide. Mm. Oh, yeah, definitely. Considering the guy you were talking about from yeah. Pakistan, was yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. And the girl I was yeah. talking about from Germany, who embarrassed the shit out of me. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, so 625,000 people on the island of Ireland speak fluent Irish, or say they can speak fluent Irish, and okay. I envy every one of them. Absolutely. 57,000 Scots speak Gaelic. Speak Scots Gaelic. Cool. And that's a 2022 census as well. Cool. So there, there is there a resurgence. Hopefully there is. Yeah. 883,000 Welsh speak Welsh. 
speak Welsh. Yeah, there, no, there is a massive That's 2021 number. Now, I know a few Welsh guys and stuff, you know, from Facebook and talking and that. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's become so popular. Yeah. It really has. I to the extent now where the Wales football team, I think as of the next qualifying tournament, will be known officially as Quimru. Good. Yeah. Excellent. They're not going to be called Wales anymore. Yeah. Uh, they've got um, onto UEFA or whatever and... Cymru, yeah. 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 So the, the, yeah. C-Y-M-R-U. Yeah. 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 Which is cool. I it's worked cool. in an animation studio years ago, like a lifetime ago, and one of the lads there was from Wales and spoke Welsh. Deadly. And he was, the phone was in our room because we had the phone part in the wall. So it was sitting there on the windowsill and we were desk side to side working away. And he came in and dialed the line out number and we could hear it. Um, my friend said to him, hey, do you want us to leave while you make your phone call? And he was like, I'll just speak in Welsh. And we were like, yep, no worries. And he spoke in Welsh and it was second age to him. Uh, and enviable. Oh, God, absolutely yeah, enviable. Yeah. I love it was, to speak native language. I mean, as I said, I've tried, okay, languages are not my forte. Struggled with French. I struggled with Irish. I've, now, I'll always, when I'm going on holiday, I will always at least learn how to say please and thank you and how to order a beer in the native language of the country I'm going to and I yeah, always yeah. do that so that much I can just about manage you know and you know pleasantries how to say hello and goodbye and thank you so, yeah, you know, yeah. I always try and learn at least that much of a language anything beyond that I struggle with yeah I really no don't. I do too uh, I was in Spain last year I was in Barcelona Ooh, and I, I, that perfect for I Sorry, Spain. Well, who knows where they said One beer, please. Oh, you're on your own. That's sad. <laughs> and I speak Google Translate Spanish. So yeah. I translate oh, what it is yeah. I want to say. Oh, and then I would try not trust it. that. I would not trust that at all. It was actually pretty good. And it didn't have anybody pointing at me and laughing. Mm. So, well, yeah, I know when but, Irish, it butchers Irish. I know that for a fact. Yeah, but come on. Some government department get caught out with that as well. They had translated documents from the English into the Irish, you know, like whatever, application forms and different things, yeah. They'd use Google Translate and it was completely, like, it was just harsh ways. There's no scandal about it, yeah. We have Using to. Google Translate. We can't really talk about the Celts, though, without mentioning the Druids. True. Now, the Druids predated the Celts. They were around long before the Celts and they survived long after the Celts. But they were very much a part of Celtic society when the Celts were in the ascendancy. So a little bit of understanding on the structure of Druidism and what they were. So they were kind of a clannish, very much like the Celts. They were what was known as a clan-based cult. So they weren't so much as the Celts were a kind of race that was kind of divided up into clans. The Druids were based on a belief system, on a study system. And each clan was individual but under the same organisation. So basically you had, to train to be a druid, you would start out as a child, which was called an initiate. And then once they kind of hit 12, 13, they became oviates. Right. And basically, when they reached adulthood, they became novitiate. Each clan of druids would elect a chief druid every year. And the chief druid wore white robes with a red trim. Now, the trim would have been made up of animal prints or trees or, you know, various different things from nature. 
and each clan had its own unique trim. You know, sort of in the way that the Scottish clans would have had their unique tartans. Each each kind of Druid clan had its own unique pattern of trim on the white robes. So above each of the chief Druids, you had a high Druid who was over each kind of geographical region. So he would have been over all the clans in a certain region. Would be seen over by an arch Druid. And above him then was the high Druid who would have been over the whole country. And he would have... He would have presided at uh, all the rituals on the big feast days and stuff, you know, almost like a Pope kind of thing. Right, know? okay. So that was that. Now, for the novitiates to actually become full Druids, they had to go to each of 12 different colleges, right, which were built. Now, they, these were big stone buildings and they were built on sacred lands, like in forest clearings or places that were sacred to the Druids. And basically, you know, they would learn about things such as you had potions and poisons. Now, the, the Druids weren't... Now, I've heard it said world famous. I mean, how big the world was then? Yeah, what they interpreted yeah. as the world. Right, yeah. but they were renowned anyway for their poisons in particular, for their aphrodisiacs. And this one I absolutely loved. <laughs> the drink of oblivion that would cause the imbiber to have complete memory loss. I saw an episode of The Simpsons once where Mo Sislak gave Homer Simpson a drink of oblivion. No way! To wipe his memory from the previous 24 hours. Well, yeah. there you yeah, go. Yeah. Well, it comes from the Druids. It comes from the Druids. So you had that. Then you had herb lore, which is basically medicines. Yeah. It's, you know, kind of creating the medicines from the herbs and the different things, that, you know, different plants that grow. You had bardism and poetry, which were basically the... Bardism is the guy walking in the tights with the funny hat playing, yes. his, playing his lute. Yes, but lute, essentially... Lute, not flute. Yeah. Yes, but essentially they would have been the historians because it was all one yeah. mouth. Yeah, yeah. So the storytellers, the singers, the poets, the balladeers and the bards, they would have... They passed on each, you know, all of the history. And then you had astrology and astronomy. Okay. Which, very fascinating. So they're just some of the colleges. There were 12 in total. And each novitiate would spend a year in each college working under an arch druid. Okay. So they got to meet all 12 arch druids yeah. in their country, got to work under them, got to learn from them. And that is how the knowledge was passed on. Right. And then they would become a full druid after 12 years and could be elected high druid and so on and so on, or chief druid, high druid. Okay. And so on. Okay. And what about Stonehenge? Now, the Druids didn't build uh, the likes of Stonehenge, Glastonbury Tor, Newgrange, but they did use them as places of worship. Okay. So, so it wasn't a place of learning? No. Right, okay. No, we don't think so. No, okay. they were literally... But yeah, so the Druids would have gathered. As I said earlier, the High Druid would have presided over rituals and stuff. Right, on the okay. big feast days. Yeah. They would have... They would have gathered for those, for those rituals at places like Stonehenge right, okay. or Newgrange here in Ireland. They, Another thing... Glastonbury tour. Have you ever been there? I haven't been. I'd love to go in the second week in June. I'd love to go. Yeah. For the concert. (laughs) I was there as well. Have you been? That's not Glastonbury tour. Is it not? Okay. I'd love to go to Glastonbury. But uh, yeah, now interestingly, right, and you say that they didn't build those monuments, but what they did leave us behind are... Have you ever heard of a portal dolmen? Yes. Right. Now, for anyone listening who doesn't know what a portal dolmen is, it's essentially a stone structure now they're big slabs of stone these are not small slabs you'd have two or three 
vertically standing and then capped by a horizontal slab on top. How big are they? Well, they vary, but I mean, the idea of it is that the gap in between the two vertical stones is big enough for a person to walk through because they are essentially yeah. doorways. Yeah, okay. And they're doorways into the other world. Okay. And How fucking believe- disappointed would you be if you just came out the other side? I know, fucking yeah. this? It's spraying yeah. it here as well. Obviously, that's where you need the high druid to do the... To do the magic shit so that when you walk through the door, yeah, you, you need your psychoactive yeah. and it's, shit. Yeah. Well, there's that. And it's, it's a more esoteric thing, though. It's it's not necessarily on the physical plane that you're you're transitioning from our world to the psychologically, spiritually rebirth, walking yeah. through a portal dome, and you're it's more existential than physical. You know. Yeah, yeah. It's a, a demarcation part. At point, leaving your past behind, walking into your future, whatever. There's all stuff like that. But the druids were the keepers of those gates. Right. They were the keepers of the of the pathway to the other world. You know, so only they could do it. Okay. Maybe. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, there yeah. you go. You can't do it. <laughs> only yeah. I can. And you can't see me doing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It looks like I, I just walked through, through through a stone doorway, but I didn't really. But it looks like it to you. Yeah. Yeah. I actually went to the other world, spent lots of time there, and then came back at the exact point that I left. There's a film, Contact. Did you ever see Contact? Yes, Jody I did. Foster. It was fantastic. I thought it was great. Brilliant. Loads of people hated it. Did they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but that was based on the book written by Carl Sagan. Where she's it? in her, her vehicle, if you want to call it, and yeah. drops it through. And oh, they think yeah. he just fell through. Yeah. But her, she's recorded her 18 hours. Yeah, yeah. No, she's recorded 18 hours on yeah. her headset. Yeah. And they can't explain that. Yeah, that's, well, that's kind yeah, of what yeah, the druids yeah. would have, yeah. yeah. So would have explained the portal Foster balance. is a druid. Yeah, like there it. you go. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's pretty much all I have on the druids. I noticed something you said there, cult, when you said. Yeah. Cult doesn't have the connotations then that no, it, it no, has now. It just basically means religion. You know, it's a grouping of people whose common thing is their belief system. Yeah. So they can be a diverse racial group. They can be a diverse male and female. Yeah, but... But what ties them together is their belief system. But, well, it's not even that because that's what okay. ties cults together nowadays yeah. as well. And that it's it's toxic. Yeah. You know, but in, yeah. but in the 1610s, which is the information I found, mm-hmm. and I'm sure it predates that, it had worship homage and a form or system of worship. And in Latin, it was cultus, and it was care, labor, cultivation, culture, worship, reference. Yeah, it just basically means organized religion. That's all Originally, it, it was tended, cultivated. Yeah. So it's it's got a lovely, warm feeling yeah, to it. It just basically means and organized religion. it's just religion. being poisoned and Yeah, religions. because of... Yeah. yeah. And the I word, think that was done, you know in a way to not legitimize these, you know, kind of crazy, what we call cults now, yeah. by labeling them a religion. Yeah. You know, so it was, yeah, but they used an alternate word, basically. It's even the people that adopted, we're a cult, yeah, we are, but we're doing this for aliens that are going to come to Earth and take us to Blistonia or some <laughs> bollocks. But it was, the word was really rare after the 17th century. Okay. And it was revived mid-19th century, and I don't know why it was revived, but it fell out of oh, our lexicon. Yeah. It fell out of common usage. 
Oh. And then when it when it arose again, it was labelled as something else. As negative as uh, yeah. well, I'm sure it got more negative as time went on. Yeah, as and more loonies got together and formed cults. Maybe, mm. but what you were saying about cult in the Celtic heritage, yeah, it was a much softer. Oh yeah, friendlier yeah. word. It just basically meant religious. So if you heard, if you heard them saying "went fucking cult," it yeah. wasn't that kind no, of cult. No, no, it was just yeah, a religious yeah. group. And, yeah, there and we have the roots. That's it. That's it. That's it for the cults. And we may for the cults. That's it for the cults. And the Celts. The cults. <laughs> that's it for the Celts. And chances are, we're going to revisit somewhere down the line and have a look at. More the, of the mythological side of the things. Yeah, I really that's want fantastic. to do that. And, yeah, you yeah. know, as much as I found out that there's way more to the Celts than I ever you know, kind of realised, there are some beautiful and wonderful mythological stories. And legends, yeah, yeah. That come from the Celtic world, and in, um, in particular Celtic Ireland. Yeah, well, and, that's all I'll be looking at because I, that's all I know. Yeah, and I, I, I really want to get into that at some stage, so I'm definitely going to look at doing that very soon. Okay. So, that's it. As as for now. Slan lat. Slan lat. See you next time, lads. <laughs>